0: and I have this awesome lightsaber, and i lit it up in the darkness.
1: Roo, start the show! I'm Beatrice, your badass branding strategy girl, and welcome to the Art of Branding Badass podcast. Rue expects your best branding game. You don't want to miss out on 95% of your audience, do you? Hex, yeah, in today's episode, we're jumping into the art of Crafting a magnetic brand persona. And today's guest will steal yourself for this one because we've got one of your frenemies and a LinkedIn legend in the house. A badass ghostwriter, he's built a badass following on LinkedIn. Leaving us wondering how does he make the virtual world bow down to his brand? Meet Roman Pikolenko and his psychic Pinky. Thank you for joining us today.
0: Well, hello there.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, this is the coolest entrance ever in the history of podcasts. And exactly. I will bring myself back to the light. But yeah. One
1: second. <laughs> Come to the lights. Come to uh, the light.
0: You know, the dark side <laughs> is so much more fun, though. Yeah. But, no, like uh, for, for anyone who is not watching the video or any clips and is just wondering what the fuck is going on. Beatrice here started the recording with my side being completely dark and I have this awesome lightsaber and I lit it up in the darkness full red for full seafloor style freaking
1: hell mate yeah starting from scratch as you did with this is (laughs) so daunting and you've done so in so many ways from relocating your life starting your ghostwriting brand and like lots of new things. It's seriously impressive. What what keeps you going, dude?
0: Thanks. Well, there are many things that keep me going, but the biggest one, I guess, is it's fun. Like, you know how, when you grow up and your parents tell you, oh, you need to find your purpose in life or whatever, find the job that you love. Well, I feel like this is the job that I found I love. And the job is not necessarily living in ghostwriting, although I, I freaking love writing, but just this whole content creation thing and working for myself and low key doing whatever I want.
1: <laughs> Hex, yeah, you gotta have fun with it. Otherwise, you know, at okay. the end of the day, what's the point? And yeah. speaking of fun, we both have our trusty sidekicks. Pinky, the flamingo, and Roo, the badass kangaroo that's brought us together. That's right. How did Pinky come into your life and what kind of impact does this feathered friend have on your brand personality?
0: Well, Pinky himself came to my life by one of the biggest accidents ever. Um, Me and my girlfriend were walking down the street from the grocery store. She literally spotted him on the ground next to the parking lot just laying there as a toy it, it is a toy and i wanted to leave him cuz i thought some uh child must have dropped him and uh they're probably going to want to come back and pick him up and she insisted saying no this is a sign you need to take him so i did and uh he was just hanging out in the background literally in the back of every call for about 3 weeks until i realized I have no idea what to name him. I'm an overthinker, so it will take me another uh, 30 years to just come up with a name that I will be satisfied with. So, why make a decision yourself when you can just let other people <laughs> decide? And I created a naming contest for my community. It was like a three round thing. Basically, I posted a picture of Pinky saying, Submit your name suggestions, and the best one will be the godparent of that Flamingo. Then I boiled it down to 10 names, made another post. Then it was two names, Gary or Pinky. That was a third post. And the fourth one was LinkedIn live with Luke Matthews, because he's the godfather, he's the person who picked the name Pinky. And that was also the first time I ever met Luke. I never talked to him on the camera before. So it was really strange way to get to know each other, but yeah that's how pinky came to be
1: i'm so glad she's pinky or he's pinky he. because gary just yeah it doesn't what?
0: fit <laughs> gary doesn't fit and however me and my girlfriend went to uh, flamingo spa not so long ago there's a <laughs> spa called yeah. flamingo Spa here in in helsinki and uh, because it's flamingo themed Spa. they also have a merch store and linda may or may not have bought a new flamingo toy and because my preference in name was actually gary not pinky i lowkey named that toy gary but and that's for people who are listening in in the future at this point i may or may not have conducted another naming contest for the middle name of gary I'm thinking of doing that just for fun, just like I did for Pinky. So it could be like Gary Florenzo (laughs) II or something like that. Just because I'm bored and I think LinkedIn is so saturated (laughs) with copy-paste AI-generated bullshit right now, I think people would appreciate a bit of random fun.
1: Exactly. Like, uh, I'm so looking forward to seeing that competition and seeing who ends up getting the first place for the name.
0: In in the name of Pride Month, Gary also turns out to be gay and uh, he's Pinky's secret lover. So there's like a whole backstory there.
1: Are you doing a carousel on this?
0: I probably should. I should also make a carousel just on Pinky's origin story because people ask me all the time, (laughs) what's up with (laughs) Pinky? And I've never I made hear, it. Here,
1: here's a video here's a carousel
0: <laughs> yeah, so. yeah yeah no carousels just are so annoying to make um that's why i have retreated to making just long-form text posts it's too time consuming um, right now
1: yeah i mean now now video is a thing but look going back to mascots what advice would you give others who are looking to incorporate a mascot or even a unique element into their own brand strategy
0: well that that's the thing right it doesn't have to be a mascot it needs to be some sort of unique element and it can come in many different forms sure i have pinky flamingos you have rue and kangaroos with with a baseball bat uh, but it doesn't have to be an animal it doesn't have to be a new living being per se uh it's just a different way of doing that. I've seen people use color, like Jesse Van Brugel with his purple color. He's like a purple LinkedIn coach, branded person. Um, I've seen someone with a rainbow, like Leah Turner. Uh, back yeah. when I just started, uh, there was Chloe Fox and she was pushing watermelon funky socks. so that was kind of a thing she was known for temporarily. But it, it can also just be a character without visual representation. And the best example here, I could give Jason Vana. He has this hashtag Sassy Jason that he uses as a tone of voice or like the tone of voice direction for specific posts where he's feeling particularly sassy. If you listen to their podcast, they actually (laughs) were thinking of doing honey badger as their mascot because they're it's rebellious and like an outlaw type of personality, which aligns with their agency, but then to realize they have this ass Jason character already. Uh, yeah. So that works as well. Was your question how one can use it or how one can find it?
1: <laughs> how one can like find it, incorporate it, make it really meld into their brand. Yeah. So that's seamless. So people just like, you know, for example, Luke Matthews, right? They think about like pizza giveaways, I think Luke Matthews or yeah. flamingos, they think of you like, it's it's seamless
0: yeah and and he also hates bacon that's another thing he, he's known for i think the way you find it in my experience is just think of something completely ridiculous that you think is funny and that you could align yourself with i mean one of the reasonings why uh, i picked flamingos and for example not otters, another allegedly cute animal right Um, was because you literally can't say anything bad about flamingos. They're this neutral animal that doesn't have any dark facts around them. I mean, they probably bite, but who cares? Right. Whereas (laughs) authors, they're like, uh, John Epstein of animals. They have a lot of dark shit that if you Google it's gonna put your, it's gonna give you nightmares, uh, or at least the chips. So think about wherever it is that will align with your brand, your values. And the way you use it is, well, you can start small. The way I started was just using the Flamingo emoji in every comment I left wherever, uh, whenever, and then I slowly added it to my name on LinkedIn. And then I added it to my banner. It was like a small Flamingo in the corner that grew a little bit with time. No one really noticed. So I just eventually just slapped it there. And it works really well with visual type of characters, right? If it's not visual, find ways to slowly, incrementally implement it in every interaction you have online. It's as simple as that. Like if you were to be Sassy Jason, hashtag Sassy Jason, use it in your content. That's what he pretty much does, and he's known for it.
1: Oh, yeah. And overall, for building a memorable brand persona, are there any pitfalls to avoid or a secret sauce that you can advise? On their journey
0: things to avoid well definitely don't try to sound like someone you're not maybe novice Mm. advice but think of all the thought leaders or peers in your niche that you really enjoy reading content from and think about what they have and forget about copying their stuff completely because they have their own thing like if I have flamingos and you all of a sudden go with a pigeon <laughs> just cause like bird thing. Right. Well, you better justify it. Right. Then you really need to differentiate yourself with the story. Cause my, like the way I came to flamingos was also not tactical strategic thing. I uh, came up with on the spot in the morning saying, this is how I'm going to conquer brand character game. Not at all. It kind of happened. Yeah. So try to tell a story for sure and try to avoid being someone you're not like story sell right yeah. whatever i told you right now you're probably being like wow this is awesome
1: exactly like it, it's there are so many um you know people out there trying to copy others and mm. there's only one of you out there you just need to understand what really pulls you out there? What really Hmm. makes you, you? Well, speaking of genuine connections, the genuine connection with your audience is important. How do you stay true to yourself while also appealing to your target market? And how can entrepreneurs find that sweet spot between authenticity and strategic positioning? Because it is a fine Hmm. balance.
0: It is a fine balance. And I think well it depends on several things right one thing that definitely helps me is i don't really care about many things i don't really care about people judging me or criticizing me or seeing me in a certain view i know exactly how i want to be seen and the recent feedback i received was um direct authoritative but still friendly uh with a dash of sass i don't think there was something else but that's kind of how you would summarize me i would say and i agree with it fully so as long as you know how you want to be perceived th- like ignore the rest and I'm saying this there because there are a lot of people who will get into their head uh worrying what other people think and just like, forget about it uh, also because you know if 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 you do something on one post and it gets like no uh, engagement or um uh, eyes on it No one will remember it anyways. So like a a high level of not giving a fuck, a high level of not giving a fuck. The second thing is put people first in everything really. What helped me is get to know my audience. And when I say get to know my audience is literally talking to them in comments. I respond to all of my comments as much as I can. It's, it's pretty hard sometimes. Uh, talk to them in the DMs, but then I always take it to the next level with the uh, specific people i get them on networking video calls you actually get to know um, the person and see whether the offline and the online although you're still online on zoom uh matches and uh that helps you get like stay in touch with them right uh build that connection and familiarity i mean that's why we're doing the podcast as well because at some point we jumped on a call and now like rue and pinky have a bit of Of a frenemy situation, (laughs) I
1: feel like sometimes we need to get in between them just to like stop them from like going at it and tearing the whole place apart. Jeez.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, think you had to get a backup in the form of Gary. So yeah, it's gonna escalate out of out of control soon. (laughs)
1: so i'm gonna i'm gonna have to find someone else for Rue as well right well she she's already I, got a baseball bat so she,
0: exactly you can fight with 10 people with a baseball bat so you could
1: <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> your brand has been consistent for this entire time you you've always been present you've always been there with your voice and hmm. l- longevity wise building a brand persona is an ongoing journey right so how do you ensure that your brand's personality remains fresh and relevant over time? Are there any strategies or practices that you've adopted to keep the flames of your brand burning bright?
0: Well, it has a lot to do with both writing style and just in the knowledge of the market, I would say. So Hmm. writing wise depending on your tone of voice depending on how you want to be seen and known for for example i'm okay being seen as a sassy yet authoritative dude i have that felt throughout each and every copy whether it's on my profile or in my linkedin content right so that's the simplest answer if you want to be more authoritative more formal corporate like well that's how you need to sound in every interaction at least majority of it. In the comments, I think you can get a little more relaxed. Um, and the second thing, the knowledge of the market, and that's something I already mentioned, ghostwriting space where I am in is super saturated. Mm. So being aware of it and finding yeah. angles or ways to bring more juice to it, uh, while everyone else is hung up in templates and AI generated content, it's important. And again, the example I gave before was the naming contest. It's gonna come out of nowhere, Um, no one will expect it. No one really needs it either. It's just gonna be some random thing that I know is gonna be fun because I personally have tested it before. And also generally speaking, why not, right? It it goes against the grain, it goes against all the gurus or professional advice out there. So if you can see opportunities like that, you will definitely stay fresh the third thing is mindset really because you can't stay fresh forever but if you keep going Mm. you won't ever fully you know go limp or (laughs) with your personality you'll you'll find something because if you stay long enough you'll learn ways of spotting these small signals through your interactions or you know what the market is so yeah a friend of mine has a quote that probably isn't his, but I I refer to him all the time. Uh, and the quote goes, <laughs> you can't lose if you don't quit. And that's kind of the mentality I have. Like, I scaled back to posting three days per week now, even though for more than a year, I was posting Monday to Sunday every single day. I mean, there was a crazy period. I posted even twice a day. I don't know why I did that but I'm still going like every break I take is super short and temporarily because I also have the mindset I'm going to come back.
1: That that is incredible. Like even that testing as well. And I want to jump into that a little bit, like going in there and testing out things that way you have that understanding whether something works or doesn't work rather than talking to one friend, which probably isn't even in like your your client base or something like that, you're you're testing something out on the, the overall audience, and you're getting a big voice. So that way, at the end of the day, like, you you know, whether it's going to work. And so many of the big campaigns that I see, they they put like the feelers out there. Have you done that a lot?
0: Not really. I have this shiny object syndrome myself. Some people when it happens, they, they see cool strategies from other people and i jump in and try to adopt it all like five strategies every week right but they never finish mine doesn't even get that far i just get excited barely start if even get overwhelmed and just don't do anything so i don't think i've ever gotten that far while still trying to figure out my own strategy right i mean there's a reason i'm still going yeah also if you're listening to it and you're listening you're hearing a lot of Freaking apologist is my stupid cheer.
1: <laughs> no worries. And, you know, it's it, we're we're all a part of that journey as founders, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, whatever name you want to give it. We're, we're all there. And some people are more open about it than others. And it's good to see people who are just like, well, I'm struggling with this and mm. I will get through it. It's just this is what I'm going through at the moment, yeah, there is one question that I ask everyone that comes on board here, and that is what is the biggest societal norm that you want to push back on and teach others about It doesn't need to be related to ghostwriting or branding or yeah,
0: I think well it's it's not gonna be related to LinkedIn branding or whatever we do for a living at all, yeah. And it has to do with one of my recent posts, uh, which is also based on my living situation for those that have been following me for a while. And Beatrice, you probably are aware as well. The societal norm I want to challenge here is the fact that you, wherever you live is, if you're a native in this country and you have this sense of pride and uh, ownership as a nation or as a nationality. And this sense of protecting it, preserving it as a culture, I salute to you, but I don't think it matters as much as people tend to give importance to it these days, especially. What I'm trying to say is, I'll give you a vivid example. I live in Finland, yet I am personally Russian born. I've been in Finland for almost seven years. I came here after my high school uh, to do a degree. I did that. I worked, I quit, I I run my own business, pay taxes and everything. The newly elected government here has proposed quite anti-immigrant laws that also similarly you could see in other countries. And the whole reason for it, you know, the right wing party is, of course, in charge of it, it's always blaming it on the immigrants, like You know immigrants are the problem and i understand quite often there is a good reasoning for it because they do want to preserve you know their culture they do want to preserve the best opportunities for their own people but i think what a lot of people forget is it's 2023 the world is so mixed and so intercultural and everyone is pretty much an immigrant or a descendant of one that i don't think this cultural preservation that turns to the extreme of nationalism sometimes should matter that much because all the cultures out there, whatever you want to say about them. I mean, I'm Russian, so you could say I'm a problematic culture because of the war. The more points of view you bring to your country, wherever you live, like it can be a company, it can be just like a small village. The more points of view you bring, the more enriched your little community, your society will be. And it saddens me to see that there are people out there that make immigration laws, yet they've never lived as immigrants. And that's pretty much the case here. So I'll leave you with this really deep thought there, wherever you are, if you are an immigrant or a foreigner, embrace the people who are locals be empathetic to them and try to understand why they might feel a little against the immigration. But embrace them and embrace your fellow immigrants and foreigners as well, because Man, we're all just trying to live here. We're just trying to build a better life. And, yeah, it's just sad how some people use that against others.
1: I love that. That is is all kinds of amazing, especially with digital nomadism being a big thing right now. And, yeah, people are moving around a lot.
0: 100%.
1: thank you again for joining, Roman. And how can people reach you?
0: You can reach me on my LinkedIn. Please, if you connect with me, add a note that you listen to this podcast. I am pretty strict on who I accept. And there is a good reason for it that I will explain at some point. Just add a note, mention that you heard me from the Beatrice's uh, podcast, and uh, I'll accept. If not, there is an email, but honestly, LinkedIn is much better. I'm there 24 7, sadly. Wow. Oh.
1: i can relate i can relate and same here those linkedin messages for connections make all the difference so don't make yourself believe anything else i will add somebody with a connection request like with a message before the ones without
0: there are a lot of copy pasted ones that like uh let's explore synergies or i saw your content very relatable and it's like be specific tell me exactly which post you liked so i can pinpoint because i produce a lot of stuff i read even more my brain is mush <laughs> i have no memory <laughs> it will be easier here though because <laughs> you listen to the podcast and it's very specific
1: exactly exactly and even those ones i want to say like i want to pick your brain no. anyhow that is <laughs> a conversation for another time thank you so much again and those details will be on the episode description and drop any questions that you'd like answered about the show in the comments. And of course, stay badass.
0: Sweet. Thanks for having me.